You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Seattle also has coaching news. Now, in our past episode, Dave Canales left. He went to Tampa Bay. Seattle found his replacement in Greg Olson. Not Greg Olsen. It's Greg Olson. <laughs> Greg Olson. Yes. So it's not the former tight end. It is a guy who's been coaching since 1987 in uh, Washington State. He's 59 years old. He's from Washington, Richmond, Washington. And yeah, it's is really interesting hire because he's, he's got a wealth of experience. I remember he was heavily involved with like uh, John Gruden um, on the field. <laughs> And uh, was the Raiders offensive coordinator from 2013 to 2014. Came back to do that in uh, 2018 to 2021. Um, he's also got experience in the Ram system, which Waldron's running a derivative of, where he was their senior offensive assistant last year. He's been a quarterbacks coach for a lot of time as well. Um, Buccaneers, 2008-2009. Rams, 2017 quarterbacks coach there as well. So that and and also quarterbacks coaching uh, with the Detroit Lions and their offensive coordinator two thousand four two thousand five oh and and the Bears quarterbacks coach in two thousand three so and oh. the Forty Nineers coach two thousand one so basically he's coached quarterbacks he's also done it briefly at the college level as well he's also been an offensive coordinator and he has that experience in a Gruden system which why does that matter well Pete Carroll at USC he actually uh, two thousand and something he. He went and visited Gruden and took elements of his system to install in the kind of offensive philosophy that he wanted. So he's been a big a fan of what Gruden does X's nose wise for a while, and then the and then there was a similarity between Gruden and and what McVeigh does. And then obviously Waldron, he runs the McVeigh system. So Olsen has experience in that. So it seems like a really good hire and someone who, if the Seahawks resigned Geno Smith, which we presume they will great kind of different voice to take him forwards further you still have Kerry Joseph as the assistant quarterbacks coach and if you know that Seahawks do the surprising thing then this guy's got experience working with I mean he hasn't been blessed with the best quarterbacks but mm-hmm. he, he's he's worked with quarterbacks so he's got a ton of experience yeah so it's an interesting uh Oh yeah, it's an interesting route for them as well. Yeah, it's an interesting mm-hmm. route for them to take. 
you know, because last time you and I were on here, we were talking about like, oh, we just think that it's going to be Carrie Joseph. He's going to get the promotion and that's it. So I was I was pretty surprised that they kept Carrie in his current role and uh, brought someone in from the outside. Um, I'm. Is there any sort of overlap with Greg Olson and anyone on the Seahawks offensive staff? Or Pete or anything like because it, well, it's w- Waldron, right? When was Walt? Because oh yeah, he, yeah. But Waldron, I think Waldron in 2017 was the tight ends coach. Yeah, and in LA. Yeah, and so um, Olson was the quarterbacks coach then. So there's that's yeah. some overlap. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, and so and, you get another guy that's yeah, yeah, Dickerson. So yeah, you get another guy that's been at least, you know, around McVeigh for a couple of years because he returned to LA last year to be what a I think it was like senior offensive yeah. assistant or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so there's some connection there and uh, a bit of rapport, so it's kind of a, a natural fit, but uh yeah, I was still a little bit surprised that it wasn't just Kerry Joseph mm. and then they brought in someone else to be the assistant uh quarterback yeah. coach. But mm. uh now his big success would in terms of quarterback development, like obvious quarterback development, I mean, what was Jared Goff doing in 2017? I mean, that was kind of his breakout, right? Was yeah. 2017 Goff's breakout? So there you go. And then before that, he was the the Raiders offense coordinator 2013 to 2014. So did Derek Carr play well then? Uh, that was 2014 was the year that Carr won yeah. the starting job. Yeah, so he experienced with a young quarterback there. And also uh, with the Buccaneers in, in 2009, 2011. Josh Freeman. Josh yeah, Freeman. Josh, Josh Freeman, yeah. obviously. Really interesting career, but um, he, yeah. he, you know, he looked really good to start off with, didn't he? Um, yeah, like I think like 09, I think was Freeman's yeah. big year. Yeah. Yeah, so in that sense, there's a kind of young quarterback development and like early promise that you know mm, maybe maybe maybe. Yeah, maybe, but also I think yeah, just wealth experience. Well, and clearly Gino is following Dave Canales to Tampa. Oh yeah, I forgot that's happening, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting ad. Um. And then the the Seahawks not only lost Dave Canales, but they also lost Aaron Curry, which we're not used to Seahawks getting coaches hired away all the time, um, particularly offensive coaches with you know Canales. But uh, Curry was an interesting one because Curry was kind of a lateral move for him to leave and go to to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, that is an interesting one. So he's he was coaching this past year the. He was listed as a defensive assistant, but he was coaching the outside linebackers, which, and before that, he'd coached DN. So he was basically an edge rush, edge defender coach. And Mm -hmm. he's left to go be the inside linebackers coach in Pittsburgh. So maybe he just wanted a different experience. Obviously, Seattle's inside linebackers are coached by John Glenn, who's been on the staff since, like, basically the start of it all. And, um, so that that's kind of a blocked role, and Glenn's pretty good with the inside linebackers. The other factor here is Curry, I think, was given the opportunity and sort of brought onto the staff, alerted the Seahawks 
2019 when he first joined as just an assistant by Ken Norton Jr. And obviously now Ken Norton Jr. is no longer there. So it's just different relationships, how things change across the league. Right. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he just wanted to gain more experience coaching a different position and sort of work his way up. He is listed as an inside linebacker's coach. There's no like assistant element to it anymore. So, and it's probably a slight pay rise, slight promotion to that. All. But yeah, uh, Seattle needs to replace now the outside linebacker coach because they don't have one. They, and they're running a 3 4. They need a guy to coach the edges. Uh, Damian Lewis coaches the interior of the defensive line. Clint Hurt obviously coaches the defensive line too. But um, Aaron Curry was coaching the outside linebackers and now isn't. And so Seattle needs an outside linebackers coach. I don't know who that would be. There's no obvious in-house replacement. Uh, I know Will Tukarafu is on the staff as an assistant, but... um, right. He would not really be an outside linebacker, dude. So, yeah, yeah. Inter- interesting. To s- and that's not to say, like, you don't have to play the position to coach here. Maybe he is, but I, I doubt that's what he's been focusing on. But we'll see. That will yeah. probably an- be announced fairly soon, I'd imagine. Yeah. And uh, for Curry, he uh, links up with Terrell Austin, a former Seahawks coach, of course. So There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a cool story, because, like, obviously... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Former first-round pick, one of the like most infamous busts, if you could say that. Uh, yeah. He's still just 36, and he's been that working was always so, That was always so weird to me, though, that he came back under Pete when like he wasn't part of the organization or like Pete wasn't part of the organization when he was in Seattle or I guess he was towards the end. Right. And Pete, Pete, Pete and John were the ones that, yeah, he yeah. was the one that like cut him. Right. So like, yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird that uh, he ended up coming back. Well, it's um, cool. He's worked his way up the ladder. Like he was coaching oh, yeah. um, the Charlotte 49ers who are, I think D2. Right. Mm, maybe not just non F F. FCS, FBS. Yeah, the D1 FBS, not gotcha. FCS. Um, but yeah, he worked up coaching the Charlotte 49ers, was their D-line coach. And then, yeah, it, I, like I said, I think it was more of a Norton thing. And Pete, I, he spoke about it once in a press conference, but I think he was like slightly skeptical at the start and sort of was won over. So, right. yeah, I've, I watched a clinic he did, Aaron Curry, on edge setting. It was just literally mm. a study of outside linebackers across the league, how they set the edge. So it's like moderately surprising that he was well, not. He just likes football. Yeah, good for him to, to, to do him. that. And a cool Hopefully story. continues to work his way up. Maybe he'll get a DC position here in a few years. Yeah, and you don't have to have played well to be a good coach and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Clearly he knows ball, at least. So it's good. He does, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. That's coaching stuff. The Seahawks signed players, Ty. Ooh, that's right. Technically. Yes. So, Phil Haynes has been signed to a one-year, $4 million contract with uh, incentives that can take it up to five. And then Nick Ballore signed a two-year deal, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, do you? Uh, $6.6 million over two years, uh, $3.75 million this season. Yeah. Um, it's a lot for a special teamer. Like, obviously, he's one of the better special teamers in football, but three plus million dollars a year like that's you don't typically see that for for guys that fill such a a limited role especially at his age um good for him obviously but uh yeah i'm surprised they got aggressive on that i mean like both of these deals kind of seem like uh, the 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 money on them is pretty striking because like you look at the phil haynes situation as well like he's only played you know he's only started five games uh, he's been, you know, he's he hasn't been able to stay healthy for for most of his career, unfortunately. Like uh, that's that's a pretty aggressive offer on him, uh, and obviously a no brainer for him to take. Um, I just, I kind of, I kind of wonder, like, what ended up leading to that, like, why uh, the the Seahawks ended up landing on those numbers for both of those guys. Uh, what what made them get there? Like, did they actually think that there was going to be? A significant market for for both of those guys especially haynes like that's that's a really interesting one in terms of like were there other teams that they uh that they thought were going to be pretty aggressive on haynes and, and why and you know what does that su- suggest to us in terms of like how the rest of the league views phil haynes so yeah uh so brady henderson in his article he said that haynes appeared in uh 15 games last season three starts he ranked 29th in ESPN's pass block win rate among guards at 92.4%. And he had uh-huh. a pass block win rate of 100% in five games. So maybe his pass pro's done pretty good in that metric. But also, he was kind of a like a halfway starter last year with Gabe Jackson being banged up, not being able to play as much football. Mm-hmm. Haynes turns 28 in October. It is slightly more than you'd expect, but... You know, they'll cut Gabe Jackson, I imagine. Yeah. And so you need to enter the draft with, like, no holes. That's what Seattle always does. They always try and have options. And so, I and, you know, at a certain point, you need to have players. And I guess Haynes is, is that kind of guy. And it's only a one-year deal. But, yeah, slight, slightly higher than you'd expect now. And, and he'll be given the chance to lose that job at right guard. by And they'll draft a rookie to compete for that. Uh, now... Mm. Below last year he earned a uh, four million, uh, almost four point five million dollars. So like it's a fair whack. Wow! And wow. he, I didn't he know is, that. Yeah, he is a special teams captain, which is obviously very important. Schneider yeah. in his radio segment on uh, Bob and Wyman, uh, Wyman and Bob described uh, it as uh, as described Below as a core guy for them. Like so, he's obviously culturally very important. Yeah, he does turn thirty four in I think it's May, so he's getting up there. But like to be a good special teamer is big. Uh, I don't think he'll play as much linebacker, but he's you know he can do that in a very small pinch, and he could, and he can play some fullback. Like, gotta let him tote the rock this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Seattle special teams last year were pretty good, um, and they obviously value 
value special teams highly. But right, right, as they should. Uh, and they've obviously, you know, been pretty consistently one of the better special teams units in the last few years under Larry Ezio. So, uh, yeah, you know, keeping those guys together, you know, keeping the the continuity is is very important, uh, especially with with special teams where there's so much churning, uh, so much roster churning and everything. So, um, yeah, and, yeah, and with the with that below deal as well being over two years, I need to see how it's structured. But I imagine the second year there's an easier way of getting out of that. Probably, you'd have to probably. Yeah. Have to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the past, Seattle's paid slightly more than I for like, you know, kind of depth, like, yeah, borderline, like low quality starters or not premium positions. And the money quickly disappears. But I think Haynes is slightly more than you think. But both these players, I, I thought you'd want to bring back. So. Right. Sure. It's just the price is slightly higher, but then like the cap is going up, and below in particular, I think I'm fine with like it's just a very important yeah. player, like low key important. So, yeah, there you go. And credit to the pedestrian podcast, fellow UK Seahawks commentators who broke the below news. Shout out to Stu and, and uh, Adam, yeah, yeah, Adam. there you go. They scooped us, Ty bastards. Uh, when are we gonna get a scoop? Seattle Overload Scoop. Tell me about it. Geno Smith has signed a... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm working on that, yeah. (laughs) He just doesn't reply to my Instagram DMs about his financial details. He Twitter hates you, so... Yeah. You you ruined that connection last year. True, like, he's... I'm muted, yeah. Yeah. Okay, 